Hello friends, it is a beautiful afternoon, and if I'm being completely honest, I totally forgot that I'm making a podcast today, um, or actually this week. My friend reminded me, she was like, I'm ready for your podcast this week, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's already been two weeks since I made the trailer, so I actually, okay, I forgot, I'll be honest, but it's been a really hectic two weeks of my life, so, actually month, so... Here we are. We're just gonna catch up. This might be a quick one. This might be a slow one. Um, but we're gonna talk about what happened this summer. Um, I make it sound like it's really dramatic. It's really not. It wasn't as exciting as I'm making it sound. So I, if you didn't know, I lived at school over the summer. And was it a mistake? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying really hard not to regret staying at school, but I think it might be one of my regrets in life, but everything happens for a reason, is what I'm trying to say, so let's just go with that. So the reason why I was living over the summer is because I was doing summer research, and I guess I can talk about that, what we were doing. So it's me and my partner and my professor. We were researching, we were researching corridos. Corridos are also known as border ballads, so we, which are created in Mexico. Um, traditionally, back then, during the Mexican Revolution, that's when they were most made. They're very much an oral tradition, how people kind of talked, not talked to each other, but the, how news was spread most of the time, how family traditions and like stories across generations would be told. A lot of them would carry like morals and themes. There were themes of working on like the ranch, um, the Mexican Revolution, work life, family life. Uh, more contemporary corridos would include nautical corridos, which are related to drug trafficking, gangs, um, immigration, still also family nationalism and stuff like that so like people used it to tell stories is what i'm trying to say and so that's what our research is about but we weren't focusing on the border itself like you would uh, like assume obviously like they would sing it near the border of mexico in mexico so like texas arizona new mexico like those states um as it immigrated across but we found an interesting corrido that was that took place in Pennsylvania. So during the workers program where Mexican immigrants would migrate from like Texas and the southern states to the they were like, hey, there's a better opportunity, quote unquote, in Pennsylvania. So they would go to Bethlehem Steel. So some would they would go from a field to working in a steel mill. And we found a curido that was based off of like, oh, we're going up to Pennsylvania. So like that's um that was that's not how it goes, but like just singing the sing song boys. Um so yeah, that's kind of like the basis. And we were looking at how Mexican immigrants kind of came why did they come to the why did they come to Pennsylvania? So we're looking at that through Corridos and through like historical migration in the United States. And in the area. So it's not just in Bethlehem, but like looking in um, the city that we're in and like neighboring popular cities. So that's the basis. We read a lot of books um, about Corridos, so we know how it's like structured, why it's made, and like the 
influence that it's had and the influence the how it was influenced we looked at articles we found interviews actually online shout out to lehigh university um for giving for having um interviews of real immigrants talking about work that was really cool it was like in the 1900s and yeah so i'm the type of person that needs structure if you know me that's very true like i can be spontaneous but not with like school like that i gotta have structure with that um because like that's my future you know and to say the least this was a very i don't want to say spontaneous activity research but things change and usually i'm really good with things changing but for some reason i butt heads with like the whole process really really badly like that kept me on my edge all summer um and like i'm not bashing like anyone like this that's just how it is and like it was very hard for me to like grasp that research changes a lot and like your focus changes a lot and things don't go your way a lot of the times so um we were we did all like the preliminary like reading research that was easy to do per se but field work was like really where it was hard because we couldn't really contact any we couldn't find musicians like that's really hard to find um or people that we like we don't really know who to talk to is the question like that's what we were struggling with a lot of the time um it ended up working out a little bit near the end of the summer so that was great and we have um fest music festivals like lined up in a couple weeks so that's also really interesting that we get to do so everything does work out in the end is what i'm relearning in my head but yeah it's honestly it's a very niche topic and i feel like it's one of these topics that you have to like continue on in the future you can't i like that's you got to talk to people is what i learned um is definitely how we can move forward with it because like you can read as much as you want online but you actually have to talk to like, older generations the newer generations we almost got contact with the radio show host that plays Goldie those but we couldn't get back or they couldn't get back so it's just everything's been up in the air but that's why i was at school so while I, was, while I wasn't doing research, I was also working, and I love work. Work is awesome. It's like a little grocery store slash restaurant bar um, down the street. If you know who I am, and if you know who I work, where I work at school, um, you can come by. I'll give you a discount, 30% off, which is a lot considering how expensive um, groceries are and so yeah that was a great atmosphere to be in it actually it kept me from being alone in my room 24 7 so shout out to work live love work and so that was fun um and then also i was an orientation leader so in the june time it was a couple weeks where it was a group of us i think 15 i don't remember but it's a small group of us that led the first wave of orientation where we help students register their classes and like kind of give them like a pre taste to our school which is really fun really exciting that was probably the, the most exciting part of my summer um if i'm being completely honest just to be around people and interact with people again so that was really cool and then we just finished our fall orientation where all the students actually move in and that was a lot of work. But it was very enjoyable. Um, work is fun sometimes. 
also work is not fun sometimes but that's work you get paid for it so i'm okay with it um but yeah that was really fun to be an orientation leader to be someone that i looked up to when i was a first year student so that was a lot of fun and if you are ever thinking about becoming an orientation leader in any school in any capacity i highly recommend it very rewarding in the end when especially when first year students text you like thank you so much or like they come up to you and they say hi like those makes it it makes it all worthwhile but still despite all of that i was very alone and i really didn't i learned how to code that's something i did um that was like it i either read barely actually i didn't read it at all I either went to work either did research, tried to go home, but, you know, I had work, so I couldn't stay home for long, and plus gas money, um, orientation stuff, okay, it sounds like I did a lot over the summer, but I didn't relax, is what I'm trying to say, I did not have time to just sit and be okay with just sitting and doing nothing, and there have been many times where I promised, like, my mom and, like, others that, oh, no, yeah, like, I'll have a really relaxing time, like, I'll actually do nothing, and, like, I'll make sure I relax, and I don't worry about work and school and stuff like that, but I, I totally lied about that, and that really added up by the end of the summer, um, something happened, I don't even know where, when, how, who, like, my mind has usually been a solid rock um especially dealing with like worries and anxieties and like change and fear but like something clicked in the wrong way and that's kind of like where my mindset has been very negative very over the place really don't know what's happening don't know who i am and i've been hearing like this happens to everyone like this is a very normal part of like growing up and like i'm a sophomore in college like so this is probably the peak time where I'm like questioning life and that's okay and but I just I'm not trying to say like I'm better than everyone or like I never thought it would happen to me but I didn't think it would happen to me because for I guess 19 years I kind of knew what I wanted or like at least I did but it was just a fake facade and then my brain was like you know what you've been lying for 19 years to yourself like you don't really believe it like you don't really think you're that awesome and like you don't really believe like you're that smart and then i guess like i believed it for real and then it's been a mess since like i don't really believe in myself and like that's a little bit deep but it's true um but we're gonna pause right now to talk about maine because that was also a good part of my summer before we actually like dive into now. Um, Maine was beautiful. If you've never been to Maine or like any of the New England Northern states, I highly recommend it. It is, it's been on my bucket list. I don't know, it's like not like the most exciting place to be on a bucket list, but I don't know why for, for like three years I've been just wanting to go and it was, so amazing the weather there is beautiful the people there are really wonderful really nice um the scenery the mountains the clouds the water watching the sunrise right before we left to go back home we drove up there um the lobster the donuts if you if you ever go to maine like portland you have to get the donuts the holy donuts are so yummy best potato donuts i've ever had 
in my entire life and I highly recommend it. That's it. That's all I have to say. If you ever want to go on vacation somewhere beautiful, Maine is the way to go. And you don't even have to get out of the country. We did not go to Arcadia, um, but that's a, that's a whole trip in itself. So one day I'm going to go back, hopefully next year, and we'll go hiking. And that'll be another life-loving experience. So now we're back. End of the summer, everything is catching up to me for the last 19 years. And now we're trying to figure out what the heck is it? Like what happened? What triggered it? Like where did this come from? And I have no, no um, real answer to give. And even if I did, I'm sure that like that answer will change because I'm the type of person that tries to find rhyme and reason into every single thing. But I used to be the person that just kind of accepted like, oh, that's just how things are. I'm just trying to say something clicked in the wrong way. And I don't really know who I want to be, what I want to do, where I want to go what I want to do and yeah I already just said that but that's how scattered it is right now and but I've also learned a lot about myself so despite me feeling all these negative emotions I'm trying to find a silver lining and all of it and it's been tough because as much as you like try to think positively you also have to believe it is what I learned and I guess before I might have thought positively, but it's been a facade. So I tricked my brain into thinking that like, I'm okay, but then my brain got to the best of me. And so like, actually you're not okay. Here's every single thing that's wrong in your life and you stink. That's kind of like my reasoning right now. So silver linings, things that I've learned. Um, this is reason number one, it's happening for a reason. It had to happen sooner or later. I'd have to wake up sometime soon and it just happened now. And it's been tough to deal with because, I mean, obviously, like, it's hard to be uncomfortable with your own feelings and try to figure out, like, why you're feeling these things and, like, is there a reason to it? How do you get over it? How do you deal with it? How do you live with it? Um, but, you know, this is all just contributing to a giant toolbox that I'm compiling of stuff things whatever so i'm thankful for all these anxiety inducing thoughts and moments in a way all these fears that i've been having all these doubts that i've been having i'm thankful because this is a wake-up call so this is a chance for me to get better that's that's what i'm going with number two something i learned is how to reach out for help i'm really bad at reaching out for help and I'm also really good at pushing people away and I'm working on it very much and it's been tough because I have a slight of an ego and I think I can do everything on my own but I've been doing better with you know telling people like I need help like during orientation training there were times where I was like all right I need to step out and like cry it out and like someone would come out and help me and talk with me or like I need help with my current living situation, I'm living in a dorm with no AC and I don't sleep in here because it is too hot. So a couple of my friends like offer me places to stay um, for like a couple nights if I need it. And I, and I took up that offer and I'm not ashamed of it. So 
it's okay to reach out for help because there are people out there that will help you and there are people out there that care about you and that is something that's really hard to deal with like people care you have to find the right people that care um you can't just pick anyone off the street because people are also mean and will stab you in the back luckily i'm okay with that no one's done that to me but um you gotta find the good ones even if it's one good one that's good it's always good to have one one is better than none um and don't be afraid to reach out for help and i know people say that all the time but then give you reasons not to reach out for help um not even like in the biggest way ever like even a little conversation can go a really long way and it's hard it's really scary and you might think of yourself as a burden but people also love helping you people feel good about helping others too um if you ask like if people ask me for help i'd be like oh my gosh yes absolutely like you're, no one's gonna turn you down unless if they're also like if they don't feel comfortable like that's the trust you have to have like they'll tell you if they're not if they can't help you but they'll like direct you somewhere that they can that they'll direct you somewhere that to someone that could help you so help is a giant word um but it doesn't have to be it can be little things because little things do add up second thing that i learned actually this is the third thing that i learned um it's okay it's okay to be sad it's okay to be crying all the time it is literally okay that is your body trying to process something that's going on in your head that's something hard to deal with for me at least because i'm a crier like a big crier it's really bad um but that's just how i process and that's how i express my emotions odds are i feel better after i do it so that's just what i'm gonna go work with like if i need to cry even if it's in an inappropriate situation, like I will leave to go cry and I'll come back and I'll be totally fine. Toolbox, number four is my toolbox. Gotta find ways to deal with it. Like, um, for example, today's sponsor is the app called Finch. If you don't know what Finch is, it is a app on the App Store if you have Apple or Google Play. And it's a little bird, you have a bird and you this little bird is like your little self-care bird and it's not like any other self-care app that i've had before because even if you do have to buy like the certain features um they do a very good job with all the free features and you can customize your bird you can do it for you can decorate her house you can decorate what she wears you can have daily small goals Every time you open the app, you get a little quote and then how you're feeling at that moment. And at the end of the day, you reflect like how your emotions change throughout the day. Um, there are like afternoon reflections, morning reflections, night reflections. There's rain soundscapes. Um, there's like a thing called first aid, which is when you're feeling really down. There's like panic breathing. Um, three, three, three rule, like look at three things, here are three things smell three things there's like a five to one technique there's a grounding there's anxiety breathing there's regrouping sessions there's a rant thing like you can write and the more you write um the more you interact the more gems you get which means you get more stuff to buy um there's meditation timers there's like sounds like if you want to listen to water for like 10 minutes you can do that you gives you um Things like if you want to start stretching more, like you have morning stretches, standing stretches, couch stretches, 
breathing quizzes like anxiety quizzes like assess your recent anxiety levels it's a really short quiz but it gives you like a really good a very simple scope of how you're feeling um daily reflections i love these the most um gratitude jars thought dumps moment of moments of vulnerability who makes you feel less confident who makes you feel really confident um there's just so much in this app and you really don't need to buy the full version at all I might honestly buy the full version because I love this app and you can also have friends I have five friends at the moment and you can send them like a water break or like send them hugs and stuff like that but the more you interact with your bird um the more traveling your bird goes on and they come back and let's do one right now one together so my bird's name is opal so my opal just came back from a trip for six hours she just said, I heard a rumor that there's a scary black cat that lives near here. And you choose a response. Response number one is, black cats have an unfair reputation from their color. Maybe watch it from afar and see it for yourself if it's scary. Response number two is, best to keep some distance to be safe in this case if it's a hungry cat. So, I mean, my bird is a bird. Like, my person is a bird, so like... I understand why my bird is afraid of a cat because like cats are they 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 hunt but I think like you pick a response that pertains to you you pick a response that you would want so I think I would pick the first one black cats have an unfair reputation from their color you kick you click it and so your bird gets a personality so I just gained five points an extra version I got 131 stones and I explored 12% of the forest. And then every opportunity you do a little quiz, you do a little thing, anything, you can reflect. So it says, how did Opal's experience with scary cat rumor make you feel? And I know it's like a small little incident that my bird went through seeing a scary cat, but I think what the app tries to do is relate it to yourself. Like if you know, like, Opal was scared, but I told her that it's okay, like, keep your distance, but, like, still try to get to know her, like, don't, don't be, don't stereotype, like, maybe she's a great cat, maybe it's a great black cat, so how did that experience make you feel? I would write, um, sometimes new things are scary, and sometimes what we hear on the media or, like, stuff like that from other people are scary, like, we have, some people have bad reputations, but, Sometimes you also need to like get to know them yourself to really gauge like if they're as scary as people make it sound. So don't judge a book by its cover. And if you want to make a friend that other people are like, no, don't do that. Like maybe you should go find out for yourself and make that friend for yourself and get to know them for yourself. Cause like maybe the person that said, no, don't be their friend. They were the bad friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like you never know their story until you know. So that's the sponsor. Like I recommend you get Finch. Um, it's a really great app. And every week um, it tracks your moods, like your overall um, moods for that entire week. And it gives you insights. Like you're leaning towards positive moods and they give you goals by the reflections that you write. So I wrote a lot about sleep last week, gratitude, fun, um, vibes, music, safety, hope, um, negative reflections, some things that came up in your reflections that were negative, um, sleep, 
work, anxiety, tired, socializing, like that. It's a really smart app and I really, and you can, it's great. Like, please get Finch. And if you do, text me personally and we can be buddies on Finch and that'd be really fun. So that was a really long <laughs> conversation about the app, but I just really love it. So that's another toolbox that I have. And I know it's really silly, like it's a bird self-care app, but I really love it. It's just been really, it, it honestly keeps me on check. Um, it's not the most efficient way, like I know I have to dig deeper, but with life, um, it's a very superficial way to keep your keep yourself positive and accountable. And then my last one is expression. So that's another thing I learned how to express myself through words, through crying, through journaling. I never journaled this much in my entire life until now, just because I'm learning more about myself. And I'm using this opportunity, hopefully, to just get to know myself more, because I think that's where I've been lacking, why everything has come up for the past 19 years right now, because I don't really know who I am. And that's an opportunity for me to get to know myself more. And that's scary because who I am versus who I want to be probably aren't aligned. And that's uncomfortable to deal with because like I obviously want to be an awesome person, but if I really am not an awesome person, then there's a little bit of a discourse right there. So it's a journey. We're going to maybe deep dive into things a little bit later on, but that's kind of where my headspace is right now. Don't know what's going on, learning to be okay with not knowing what's going on, but also trusting the process of like, as long as I keep moving forward, even if I'm turning left somewhere or right, as long as I'm going towards that destination, that's all that matters. And some days are better than others. Some days are way worse than others. And at the end of the day, you will get through it. And I'm gonna get through it. And so I feel like I'm really kind of underplaying how I've been feeling these days. It's been getting better, but like really, it's been tough. But I'm kind of getting out of that funk a little bit. Like I'm still really afraid of like something going wrong. Um, it's still like in the front floor of my head. It's not even in the back of my head. It's still like blinking in lights. Like something could go wrong. Beep, 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 beep. But you keep moving. That's it. You just gotta keep. You just gotta keep moving, and something will click. Something will click. That's what I'm trying. To, that's what I'm focusing on. Like something. As I keep writing, as I keep looking at things, as I keep like finding who I am, something's gonna click, and that's what I'm gonna stick with. So, thank you for listening this week, and excited to be back, of course. And I hope you have a great week, and I will see you next week at 10 a.m. on a Thursday. So have a wonderful day. Goodbye.